All right. Hello, everyone. This is Straight Talk Radio with Melissa and Scott. Our special guest is filmmaker Chase Caballera for the film The Graveyard Menace. Chase, how are you? Fantastic. How about you? Great. Melissa, have you did your homework on this? Yes, it looks interesting, and I like how you guys did the Indiegogo campaign for it, too. Really? Well, I've had some help, because uh, technically, I'm not uh, real wicked uh, advanced in the, that field. I'm good at other things, just not my area. So I've had help from others. My, my uh, cinematographer is also the editor. He's also working <laughs> on anything that is technological, like anything that wants to go on to... Uh, the the Indiegogo site or the or the even the Facebook page stuff that he has I was like you know what if it's easier I'll let you do it I've got other things to wrestle in this life so right. he's handling a lot of that currently mm-hmm. can you Josh. tell us I'm sorry Scott it's all right can you tell us a little bit about the film well yeah um I actually came up with the character uh, to jump back for a bit. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is a is a uh, an alter ego I came up with decades ago, almost. Um, and it, I was doing a lot of performance art with that, being something different. They had no gender, had no species, no race, no nothing. Okay, so that there's a bunch of scary stuff that is attached to that character. Um, and that, that alter ego does whatever it wants, and I have it so it has its own website and whatnot. But the fact is, um, every once in a while, I'll go do some modeling pictures, and every one like as Chase Cavalera, and every once in a while, I'll go do something that's completely on the dark end because you can't mix the two; it just doesn't make any sense. So I was out in the cemetery on Halloween afternoon with a buddy of mine. We were snapping some scary photos, and that's when I had come up with the Graveyard Menace, the original. Um, And then, fast forward to last year, a couple of friends of mine, long-time friends of mine, uh, also in the filmmaking business, had pulled me aside and said, we think that you should make this into a real story. Give this thing a life. Give it a backstory and a pulse, and let's run with this thing. See what see what happens, and so I said, "All right." So I sat down um, and I wrote, I carefully wrote a story for. It took me like three months. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I really wanted it to be just right. So it's all kind of twisted together like a Celtic knot of ironies and and whatnot. How everybody knows each other, and it all has its humor, but it's very uh, though. It's supposed to be horror. Don't get me wrong. It's the graveyard menace for crying out loud! You can't take yourself too seriously on these things, and because then you'll shoot yourself in the foot. Is how I see it. So, I have a sense of humor about the graveyard menace. So, the movie itself kind of has like a late '80s, early '90s feel, and it's fun. Yet, it's got its moments. You're going to jump out of your seat from time to time, but at the same time, you're also going to laugh. Um, you may soil yourself. You may be embarrassed. So you may be shocked. Shock is one thing that I'm all about. So uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, just shit your pants. Who knows? Right. But Chase was talking about now. Chase, when I found this on Indiegogo and I was reading it, actually you contacted me first for a uh, voiceover role in it. So 
that's how I knew about it from Mark Anthony Del Negro contacted you. And it's like a chain reaction. So I, I read the Indiegogo and uh, exactly what you said by watching the uh, seeing the artwork for the Graveyard Menace and, and reading the story. It has that I would say like the like the late '80s, early '90s feel, and I really love that '80s '90s cheese. Now when I say yeah. that, people call cheese cheese. Oh, that's cheesy. Well. Obviously, wow. people who say, oh, it's cheesy, have no idea what that word even means. Because I love the 80s cheese. I grew up in that. I just can't help myself. I love it. So when I seen this Indiegogo, I figured, you know what? I want to be part of this. And not just the voiceover role, but I wanted to have a producer credit. Because, like I said, it's my 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 youth growing up is the 80s, late 80s feel and that's why I contributed to be a part of this because it really looks badass. It's going to be a lot of fun, Scott. You're not going to be let down. And let me tell you, um, I don't know if Melissa was looking for more of a plot line, but um, briefly, uh, I want to get into a couple different things. Anthony, first, Mark Anthony Del Negro found me. I have never met the man in person. He found me somehow. Uh, I don't know. He saw it and he started talking to me. And um, at that point in time, uh, I was kind of in a different whirlwind going on. But then something else happened, and I don't want to. I took on the directing role myself as well. We I had somebody else that was starting to direct, but you know, creative differences went our own ways since it's my story anyway. So I went ahead and. Now I'm listening to other people because hell, I want anybody and everybody to chime in if they know, you know, what's best. There's no no ego about making this movie. So um, Mark Anthony was kicking in on it and he was telling me this and that. And he's been a huge help in the marketing area because you know that's that's a different animal. There's there's a producing of a film that's one am- monster and then there's a whole another one when it comes to marketing that bad boy because you could be a flop even with a great film. Right. So. Um, so he's been helping a lot, tremendously in areas that I would be, wouldn't even guess. Um, I think I know something about marketing, but every time I talk to him, I learn something new. So, but this whole movie is, and I hope I, I'm assuming the rest of the world kind of works this way. But, but this has been a huge like spider web network of everybody kicking in. Like one of my best and oldest friends, uh, Matt Castle, is in, you know working on. So he's my sound guy, but he acts a little bit in the movie, but he's also uh, done some of the soundtrack. Anyway, all these things kind of tie together. Like people are doing multiple things, and it's it's like I said, you had contributed and you're helping me with this right now. But at the same time, you actually have a voiceover role in the movie. So there's kind of kinds of ironic and and uh, significant things going on in this, which I think to the to the to the nerd that might go. Look at that guy. Do you know that that guy is the, in the band from 1985 you know, that was in the, with that guy? Oh, they're sitting on that table. Yeah, it's just uh, some a lot of irony there. But that's kind of behind-the-scenes type of stuff. Uh, now, so, I don't know. That's just been a beautiful thing, the way that's all coming together. And as far as the plot line goes, uh, I don't want to give away too much of it or get too long-winded here. But um, I've taken a character who... Is kind of a everybody in the movie is a loser. Okay, just get that out of the way. Everybody's a freaking loser. Okay, and they're stuck in a loser town, and which we're patching together several, of course. Um, but anyway, so we're stuck in a loser town, 
that nobody can seem to get out of. Um, if they do, they come back. But uh, nonetheless, it's kind of it's in the Midwest nondescript location. And but for some reason, even though it's in the middle of the boonies, nowhere, who knows where, it is very inner city. So you have a lot of races, but not too much, too many Caucasians. So there's a couple sprinkled in there, like um, oyster crackers in the chili or something. But nonetheless, uh, there's a small group of oh fellas that have uh, kind of formed a little bit of a uh, neo-Nazi camp of their own. Just the just one leader and three dummies, basically. <laughs> and uh, the little one, he's little, and he's, his name is Napoleon, um, and we call him Leon for short. And there was an incident in the past, but he has a, a hatred for Frankie, who is a, also a Caucasian, much bigger. <laughs> but he has a tendency, he has cornrows in his hair, he speaks a little Spanish, he's running around with everybody, he doesn't care about color or race or any kind of Thing. He's all about it, but this gang and him and his buddy, which is a little Mexican, um, that well, he's a, he's an Italian that's in denial about being Mexican. He says he's in, anyway. Um, so there's a bit of a, a controversy between the the two because you know the Napoleon doesn't like the, who he's running around with. Plus something happened in the past caused him to lose his eye. At any rate, so you have a feud, and then. I don't want to get too much into the, the gory details, but I've incorporated some morals and some good plot line and lots of activity and action to keep you on your edge of your seat. But uh, every scene, there's not really any scenes that you won't want to get up and go to the bathroom for. So, what can I say? There's a, there's a lot to it that I'm trying to jam in the 90 minutes, but it's it's going to be there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I still got to remember Remember to, to throw in the scary parts because I find myself as a comic or would be comic. I don't I don't do stand up anymore. But the the thing is that uh, I, I have a tendency to see the comic comedy in anything. So that being said, it's hard for me to focus sometimes on just being scary, especially with this particular story. If I was going to do a straight horror, then that would be different. I'm sure I would be. Uh, making some people ill but in this particular situation I want everyone to have fun with it even the bad guy Napoleon the neo-Nazi you still kind of have a he's like a cartoon Nazi you know you gotta take him seriously you can't even really hate him yeah you do but you don't anyway so you have the graveyard menace something happens you end up with the graveyard menace and then you think that's bad until you have Blitzkrieg who is the the worst enemy, the, the ultimate villain. So the bad guy becomes the not-so-bad guy, because there's a worse guy. And so, what you have is, a, a, one of my colleagues described it as uh, the Crow versus the Hulk. The evil Hulk, that is. So, right. well, I don't like to compare things too much, but if I had to, I guess that would be an accurate analogy. Yeah, you know, like what you said, it, it, it's a what you just explained there is a typical, not typical, a horror, but comedy horror with some, again, some late 80s cheese thrown in there. And that's what makes a movie really interesting for all types of fans because there's people that like horror, but they're not really into the bloody horror. They're more into the comedy horror with, you know, a little bit of seriousness. 
But, you know, again, I read this, and I really psyched for this film. So while we're at it, do you want to give listeners an idea of what your, if you can remember, you can look, at what your uh, perks are for your Indiegogo? Oh, that's a good question. Let me, uh, I think I'm going to have to look it up real quick here. Um, shouldn't be a problem. I know that they, we have quite the range because I wanted to start it out small so everybody can get a chance to to get involved. Yep. Um, let me see here. For a buck, it's the soldier. <laughs> yeah, the buck. The, I mean, hey, every little bit counts. Yep. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Go, a dollar will get you in the special things. I'm no, not kidding. Here we go. The dollar is the soldier. Uh, every little bit counts. One dollar through forty-nine dollars makes you a soldier in our filmmaking army. Donations of one dollar to nine equal your name in the special thanks section of the credits. Uh, highest first, of course. Um, your $10 donation, we call the private. That's even better. Donation $10 gets your name in the special thanks credits, but it also gets you a chance to ask one question to any member of our cast or crew. thought that would be interesting. I'm not sure who cares about that, but some some people might be really into that. Um, it will be personally answered by a video clip on YouTube. Uh, and then your $15, your first private first class very cool uh, with this donation we will send you a digital copy of the film and of course your name in the credits $25 is our Lance Corporal and with this donation we will put your name in the special thanks credits wire you a digital copy of the film and send you an autographed 8x10 uh, glossy of your favorite cast or crew members you just have to figure out which one is your favorite these pictures by the way are not nudes just letting you know. Uh, <laughs> possibly scantily clad. Uh, I can work on that, you know, depending on the, <laughs> who it is. Some of them you may not want to see. <laughs> bear with me. Um, your $50 one. Now, here's, here's the important one. Okay. The corporal, a.k.a. the assistant producer. Now, you're stepping up in the ranks. A $50 donation or more makes you an associate producer and will be listed as such in the credits. The order of names will be posted in, order, in accordance with the uh, denominations, of course, largest first. But $50 or more, your name will be listed on the IMDB as well. Okay, You'll be forever known as the VIP to anyone with an internet connection. Of course, a digital copy of the film. And oh yeah, how about that autographed dressed photo? Uh, <laughs> $75. Uh, that one is going to be you still get your associate producer credits okay um, a hard copy of the movie signed uh, I don't know if I'm going to get everybody sign it you let us know and we'll make it happen um, at least signed by me uh, an autographed 8x10 and uh, that's about it for that one but the 125 not satisfied yet alright a lovely donation of $125 gets your name in the credits an IMDB as an associate producer, an autographed hard copy of the movie, Graveyard Menace t-shirt or tank top, and two, count them, two autographed 8x10 glosses of your choice of the cast and crew. A salute to you, Lieutenant. <laughs> should be an option here. Yeah, you okay. should. <laughs> $250. Uh, $250 donation. You're still going to get your name in the credits as an associate producer, the autographed hard copy of the film. 
uh, Graveyard Menace Cavalier Evolution T-shirt or tank top, three autographed eight by tens of your favorite cast and crew member. Five hundred is the major. Okay, this is where things when you start getting where your uh, your name is going to be not only in the credits but you're moving to the front of the row. Okay, there's not going to be too many people in front of this, so you're going to appear to be more involved than anyone. Um, that's also going to get you on the IMDb uh, autographed hard copy of the film, two Graveyard Menace Cavalier Evolution T-shirts or tank tops, and four autographed eight by ten glosses with a choice of the cast and crew. And finally is the general, which is a thousand dollar donation. Now this is going to make you an executive producer. This is the bomb because when people that's like right up in the front in the beginning of the movie, people are going to know what's going on. The most valuable player. Not to mention a generous and impressive individual, you will forever be noted as the fuel on this fire. And listed in the credits, as well as the IMDb, as the executive producer, <clears throat> we will send you an autographed hard copy of the film and two Graveyard Menace t-shirts or tanks. Also, five autographed 8x10 glosses of your favorite cast and crew. You, General, have saved the day. Cannot thank you enough. Of that- course, anything higher than that. We'll have to make arrangements. But, uh, <laughs> but well, you know, the perks that you had for this is very reasonable. Okay? You oh. know, I've come across a lot of films on Indiegogo, and they wonder why they can't raise money. Because a lot of their perks are so outrageous. You know, a lot of these films, and I don't care who hears me say this, I've gone through a lot of them. A lot of these people, uh, for $250, will make the associate producer. No. That's way too much to be associate producer. That's more like an executive producer range or borderline, you know what I mean? Right. And I say this because a lot of filmmakers, we, we discuss this privately, and they all agree with me, you know what I mean? But your perks are just perfect because you got a level for each person, who what, what they can afford, and they can be part of something. Hell, there, there's some Indiegogo movies that you have to give like 50 bucks just to get a special thanks on IMDb. Oh, won't, wow. Won't cut it. People won't buy that. You know what I mean? But uh, your well, perks are just perfect. I got I, I got to tell you that was a lot of Mark Anthony Del Negro's work. Um, he was every time I would finish it, I'd be like, "Go, oh, ta-da!" And he'd look at it and go, "No, not yet. <laughs> Do it again. Damn it. <laughs> Try this." And I'm like, "All right." And ta-da! And he's like, "No, no, better. Just not quite there. Shit." <laughs> <laughs> Again, son, uh, go at it again. Like, like, ah, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? I would have written that in. Now I have to go back and edit it. And I'm just a bit of a savage, pretending to be uh, sophisticated. So, sitting down with the computer, and it's the one time, like you, you hear like a loud outburst. I don't maintain a level of temper, but you'll just hear some profane words out of my mouth, and quite at the decibel level. And then I say, then I shut up again because I don't, I don't embarrass myself, I guess. But <laughs> just a minor quick fit. But that's the, the computer technology is the one thing that makes me hostile. <laughs> yeah. There's no place to be angry at but yourself. You're not going to throw a laptop across the room or a, a new cell phone because that gets a little bit pricey. So, <laughs> Amen. I just wanted to um, know how you came up with the concept for the film. I came up with a concept. Hmm. Well, 
this is I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing. Um, and this is why why it took me three months to write this the way I wanted it to be because there's a whole lot of parallels going on uh, with my actual life. Not not the storyline because this is a crazy storyline, but right. like the. the the guy with the, the identity crisis, Frankie, that's not too far off of what's going on with myself, you know, or has been. I by no means live in my mother's basement <laughs> um, like <laughs> Frankie does at 30 years old. Um, but, uh, you know, but some of these people that are actually in the movie are my actual friends, but, but the... I don't know. That's why it took it took me some time to, to come up with it because it was some imagination and some reality, and I kind of mixed it up and, and had a, a heyday with it. But it didn't. I have to say, it's not a straight line. What I call a straight line plot that can be, you know, ironed out in a weekend. It, it took some time. I sat back and really made things make sense. One thing ties to the other thing in the end, and here, there, another th- why people know each other and how that's, you know, significant. Um, but, so basically, I have a wild imagination, and then a few things were pulled from reality. Uh oh. Melissa, you there? <laughs> Poor girl. Is she gone again? Yeah, she heard you though. Oh. I mean, she didn't hear you, but she'll hear you. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, later. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a lot of uh, a lot of scripts that are written are pretty much like you said. I mean, they they tr- they, they kind of like have some of their life experiences in a story, but not totally. They just twist it around a little bit, and make it more interesting, you know, and. Uh, that's a uh, pretty common. Now I wouldn't say common, but again, it, the, the story here it looks very badass, and I'm really anxious to see it. So, um, you I, know. I think that in comedy, uh, and you'll ask ask any stand-up comedian um, if where, where they get their material. Really, it doesn't take. It's it's more delivery than it is anything. Because a, a comics, I'm talking about a comic who writes his own business. I can't even understand why somebody would get on stage who did not write what they are up there talking about. That makes me crazy. But anyway, um, comics that write their own stuff will tell you that it's pretty much day to day. Their disposition on outlook on life is to have uh, an upbeat or or you know a comic view on things instead of seeing the negative all the time or even if they do they spin it and it's right. how how entertainers particularly comics uh, there's probably something wrong with us uh, most therapists would say that there's if you have to get up on stage and do something and I need attention ah, look at me <laughs> whatever um, there's probably something wrong with us uh, but I think that it's a way of looking at things, and that's where your comedy comes from. Because everybody should have, at the end of the day, or at least at the end of the week, have five minutes of funny material. Now, not everybody's a great storyteller, 
not everybody is is animated or or knows how to put tie words together to make it funny. But the the fact of the matter is, everybody by the end of the week should have five minutes of interesting crap to say about what they did with their week. Yeah. Now, um, if you take that five minutes at the end of the week and you put together a whole bunch of weeks, then sure enough, you have a, a full set that you could do on on stage. Or uh, if it's a movie, again, it's the same thing. But I did not, in this particular case, and in any case, I'm kind of a one or two page at a time guy. I'll put down, I can't sit still for very too long. You know what I mean? Right. So I'll put down a bunch of ideas. I'll walk around with no cards in my pocket or a little notepad. And if something strikes me funny, I'm not going to, I don't want to blow the story, but it's not going to hurt it. But I was in the parking lot once cutting through and I saw a runaway grocery cart. And then it reminded me of some dumb shit that we did when we were teenagers pushing the grocery cart with our car. Oh, God. And it went like 40 miles an hour. Now, I'm not going to tell you how I developed into that, that scene. <laughs> Love that. But that little thing reminded me of something. And that, like, that stupid little thing right there tied a, a missing link, a piece of the puzzle that I'm like, how the hell am I going to put this and that and make that work? And bam, the scene all tied together and it made it flow so that's why uh, a little patience when writing a story is necessary shouldn't be rushing right uh, and and that's why I don't know for me and that's how I always will do it I mean I'll have an idea and I might sit on it for years but I've scribbled down this that and the other thing and some key elements to it so when it comes right down to breaking it down and and chopping it up into an outline and then fleshing that out then I've got something stable that I've already thought about for a long time like a tattoo I've always thought you should think about a tattoo for five years (laughs) 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 you really want it after five years you get it but uh, but nonetheless um, uh, and that's how I done my story writing I love writing stories like writing more than I love reading if that makes sense now to give me still with a wild imagination um, yeah that's you know at least for a little bit a couple pages at a time but seriously you knock out a page or two a day you can have a hundred page script in a couple months yeah yeah but but if you again if you rush it and you, Scott says, "Hey, hurry up and we'll knock out the the Graveyard Menace too. No more Mister Nice Guy <laughs> on the back burner." But uh, so, <laughs> I need that by December. I'm gonna say, "Sure, no problem." And a little piece of doo doo is gonna fall on my pants. I'm like, "Shit, how am I gonna make this happen?" And so I'm gonna I have to get you know cracking on it. But really, if I if I do it at my own pace. I need a little push from time to time, don't get me wrong. But the fact is, if I do it at a a pace where things tie together naturally, some of the things that happen when I hit a rough spot, I don't want to say writer's block, but I I won't force a scene. I won't, I won't make it happen just to, just to get it done. Right. Two words I hate in the entertainment business. Good enough. Because when I say good enough, or anybody else as far as directing goes says good enough on the set 
Everyone can look around and be like, yay, we get to go home. Uh, no, because when it gets put together, it might be good enough, but it ain't great. It's not excellent. And so I want I want perfection at the best of my ability. And every time I know it's going to happen that you get thrown a zinger or some sort of monkey wrench happens to end up in the mix and like I don't want to say what happened there was a an incident at the last scene last shooting and uh well there was there was some blood <laughs> it wasn't fake blood but uh nobody's hurt now they're healed up <laughs> wow just gotta say um careful with that smash prop stuff it wasn't a smash prop like by the the brand name it was uh I guess there's a recipe for making your own candy glass or sugar glass. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, got to be careful with that stuff because uh, uh, the manufacturers know what they're doing, and uh, there's a, a bit of a recipe and there's techniques yeah. making it consistent. Um, and we had a, we made a boo boo. <laughs> a real so, bottle over the head, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Nobody's. I have quite an arsenal of upcoming things. Nice. This is this was the spawning. This is the beginning. The without getting into my backstory, um, this is a company called Cavalera Evolution because we are ever evolving. Now, this is not going to be a flash in the pan situation, regardless of. The Graveyard Menace, I have many more film ideas to come. And it's all going to be... I mean, I'm, I'm serious. There's a possibility for a sequel on this. But in reality, I want you to realize that I'm kind of a strange dude. But, uh, <laughs> but So there's a lot of different areas. I'm not going to be able to provide the, the constant type of personality acting that you might get from... I don't want to point any of it, but like, you know, your Adam Sandler type where, you know, you know when you go to an Adam Sandler movie, this is what you're going to get. Right. Um, because all the other ones, they're all very different. So I'm afraid that people may be disappointed in that in the future projects, but because they're going to walk in thinking it's another graveyard menace when it was something that was an actual thinker with a lot of disturbing things going on, but not a lot of comedy. Or something else that was all action adventure, or something else that was, um, you know, straight up comedy. There's a lot of different things going on, and I'm just kind of an eclectic character, so I've got a, a head full of ideas, and they're they're all in on the flash drives. <laughs> and so, I hope everybody enjoys what we produce, but it's not all going to be the same. I'm right. not a horror guy. Not by I am, but it's not the only thing I've got in my arsenal. Is what I'm saying. Excellent. So, all the listeners out there, if you want to help contribute to the Graveyard Menace, we have 26 days left. You heard the perks. You know they're not too expensive. They're pretty decent. So go ahead if you want to be part of a. To me, possibly a cult favorite 20 years from now, maybe 10. That's the goal, baby. Who knows? You know? So go ahead. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yay! Oh, my God. 
Okay. What I wanted to ask you, is there like a fan site on Facebook or Twitter or yes. anything for the movie that yes. they can go to? Very good question because um, we've been trying to raise our likes. Um, just go to www.facebook.com slash The Graveyard Menace or look up The Graveyard Menace when you're already on your Facebook page. Um, please feel free to scroll through the whole thing. If you look through it, there's lots of stuff to see. Um, and our, hey, if you, if you like the page, it'll keep you up to date on what we're doing. Um, like I said, there, we have a several actors on this. So between this, that, and the other thing, we've got myself, Josh, and my cinematographer and editor. Uh, we've got there's two or three administra- administrative uh, managers on that one site just trying to keep up with new stuff to make it entertaining for you. So please check it out, uh, The Graveyard Menace on Facebook, and like it. And if you like it, if you don't like it, then don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people, you better like it. How what if I don't like it? Well... There's no love button, so <laughs> please, please, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to raise as many, get our numbers up and spread that around as much as possible. And those links will be on the, on the interview as well, the Facebook and stuff like that. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Arms out all over the United States via, or the whole world via Facebook to try to kind of plug in to see if what people would like the Graveyard Menace. I don't have to worry about how to distribute worldwide later but if y'all are talking about this digital download that's the wave of the future then I think we're going to be alright there you go Melissa I think we lost you again no I'm, I'm can you hear me yep yeah, hear you. okay I'm here I'm here she just wasn't used by my, no, my no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's like that so <laughs> I'm not whatever God <laughs> alrighty sorry about that <laughs> I hit a button and I think I disappeared. Hello? Yeah, there you're right there. Oh, you okay. hear me? Anyway, I'm going to take off. i got to go to work for All a couple right. hours. And uh, non- no rest for the wicked. No kidding. I'll talk to you guys later. All thank right, take so care. Much. Yep, thank you. All right, bye. See ya.